Greetings, friends and brethren. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble, Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. Today's title is He's Coming. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for this listening audience. I thank you for this special time of year that we call Advent. I thank you that that word means coming. And as we uh, celebrate and prepare our hearts to meditate on the fact that you did come, you came to reconcile the world to the Father. We thank you that we also have great anticipation in our heart for your second coming. Lord, be with us today. Help this word to minister to those who are listening and bless each listener today. Father, I thank you for hearts that are softened, prepared, and ready for this special season. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are in the Advent season. And as I shared last week, Advent means coming or arrival. The focus, the focus of this entire season is preparation. And that's a key word here. Preparation to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and the anticipation of the return of Christ the King in his second coming. So we are not simply marking a 2,000-year-old event in history. No, we are celebrating a truth about God, the revelation of God in Christ, whereby all of creation might be reconciled to God. So that is a process in which we now participate, but also the consummation of that which we anticipate. Advent also symbolizes the spiritual journey of individuals and the church at large as they affirm that Christ has come, that he is present in the world today and that he will come again in power. Now, acknowledging that, that fact, those facts, that Christ has come, he is present in the world today, and that he will come again in power, acknowledging that provides a basis for holy living, arising from a profound sense that we live, so to speak, between the times. That is, we live between his coming born of a virgin and his coming back as the faithful and true, clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. I'm speaking to you out of Revelation chapter 19, uh, verses 11 through 16, and I'm going to continue. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, 
that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. For me, that describes this awesome Christ, this awesome one who is coming back for his beautiful bride. You see, we are called to be faithful stewards of what is entrusted to us as God's people. So, as the church celebrates God's intervening by the incarnation, which was an incredible historical point in time, and anticipates the future consummation as another world-shaking event for which all creation is groaning, awaiting its redemption, it also marks our own responsibility as God's people to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. May I stop there for a second and just say, of all the seasons that we enjoy as Christians throughout the calendar year, this is probably the season, at least in my opinion, it's just my opinion, this is the season where the love that has been shed abroad in our hearts, the scripture says, that love with which we love the Lord our God with all of our heart is a really special time to love our neighbor as ourself. I know many people show that great affection for the Lord by helping, you know, helping people at this time of year by taking them shopping or taking them groceries or uh, working in the soup kitchen, um, working in a, uh, a cloth, uh, clothing pantry, so to speak. And uh, so there are people that they dedicate themselves to helping others. And that's really what the season is about. You see, God gave his son, and so it's a season of giving. Of course, we have gotten all wrapped up in presents and gifts and buying and shopping and all of those things. And somehow we may have forgotten the real reason for this season. Yes, it's about the birth of Jesus, but it's much more than that. It's about giving God's love to a lost and dying world. I am sure that there are people that you could write down, you could write a list and name people they could be in your neighborhood. They could be in your workplace. They could be somebody you just bumped into and casually met, maybe in the grocery store. That you could pray for, that you could show the love of Christ to. So I want to encourage you 
in this season of Advent where we come with a great hope and anticipation and expectation of this special season, celebrating Christ's birth. But also remember that Advent is not just a season of celebrating Christ's birth, but it is a season of anticipation for his coming, his second coming. If you remember last week, I shared with you that growing up, I did not learn anything about Advent. I knew nothing about Advent. And so I had no clue that Advent even included this second portion, what I call the second portion, which is the anticipation of Christ coming back. I just read to you out of Revelation 19, 11 through 16, that he is coming back. This one who's called faithful and true, and he's coming back in righteousness, and he's going to judge and make war. The scripture says that on his uh, that his eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that knew, no one knew except himself. This King of Kings and Lord of Lords is soon to return, soon to return. We must take heed of that. In light of the season of celebrating Christ's birth. We need to be just as vigilant and diligent to think about and prepare our hearts for the second coming of Christ because he is coming. All creation has been groaning in fact, all creation has been groaning since the fall of Adam. When sin entered the world and brought decay and death to everything that we know as the world. It didn't just bring death and decay to human bodies. It brought death and decay to all of God's creation. That's why the scripture says in Romans that all creation, all creation, animals, trees, birds and bees, the mountains, the land, all creation, everything that was created, created by our majestic God, all creation is groaning and awaiting its redemption for the time that it will be redeemed and made brand new. So it's our responsibility in that time frame that we have to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our strength. And just as more important to love our neighbor as ourself. Advent is marked by a spirit of expectation, anticipation, preparation, and of longing. We are preparing for, to celebrate Christ's birth. We are anticipating and we have this great expectation inside of us and this longing for his return. You see, there's a, 
There's a yearning deep inside of each of us for deliverance from the evils of this world. It reminds me of the Israelite slaves. They were under the bitter oppression of the Egyptians. 430 years of bitter oppression. They cried out as a last hope to the God who heard their cry and brought them a deliverer by the name of Moses. You see, it's that hope that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, John 3, 16. And it's that hope that God, however distant he might seem, that hope which will bring to the world a king, not just a king, the king, the king who will rule with truth and justice and righteousness over his people and his creation. So we hope, afresh and anew, for the reign of that anointed one, our Messiah, our Mashiach, Jesus, who will bring peace and justice and righteousness to the world. He is coming soon. He is coming soon. Now, there are two people, two specific people, mentioned in the Bible who knew he was coming. They were devout individuals, and they were awaiting his arrival, his coming to earth. So let's look at what Scripture says in Luke chapter 2, 25 through 38. I'll be reading out of the New King James Version. And it says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, so let me stop there. This is Simeon. Simeon takes Jesus in his arms and holds him up and blesses God. And this is what Simeon says. He says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him, Christ. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. I want to stop there just a second. You see how the Holy Spirit had revealed all of these things to Simeon. Such a devout man of God, he knew precisely what was about to take place. 
he knew the Holy Spirit had shown him that Mary um, would suffer much pain in watching the rejection of Jesus. It would be like a broadsword striking her. And he speaks about the rise and fall of many in Israel. And he also prophesies, you see, he says, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. Now, Simeon was a devout Jew, but he has revelation by the Spirit and prophesies that this Jesus is a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Okay, verse 36. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So you see, there was Anna and there was Simeon. These are two devout people who knew by the Spirit that this consolation of Israel, the comforter, the one who was bringing hope of deliverance to the Jewish people and to the Gentile world, they knew that he was coming and he came. And that is good news. As we prepare our hearts and we come with a great anticipation. You see, the way I have been able to handle my husband's passing is that I'm focused on the future. I'm focused on Christ coming back. And he's coming so soon, so much sooner than you probably expect. It's an important message to understand that he is coming soon. And I mean very soon. So if your heart isn't right, it's time to get it right. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it's time to just call on his name and you shall be saved. I want to end this program today with a song. It's an appropriate song. It's titled, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And this song that I'm going to share with you to close out this program today is being sung by Joshua Aaron. It's live in Jerusalem from the Tower of David. I think that you will enjoy it. I hope you do. Some of the uh, song will be in Hebrew, so you probably won't understand that. But as I looked at the words of this song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and Ransom Captive Israel, it, it just makes you think. It just makes me think 
of what Simeon just said, what he prophesied, you see? To ransom, to redeem this captive Israel. They were captive. But God sent his only begotten son to ransom not just Israel, but all of the world. So let's take a moment. I want you to just sit back. I want you to enjoy this precious song. Listen to the words as best you can. And just focus. Prepare your heart. And allow Holy Spirit to allow that spirit of love that has been shed abroad in your heart to let that love begin to flow and overflow and let joy come and let the Holy Spirit begin to speak to your heart as to how you can share God's love in this beautiful Advent season. I hope that you are blessed And I pray that God's love will be manifested in the most profound ways in your life and in your heart this very season.
I hope you were blessed by that beautiful song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, sung live in Jerusalem. Well, this is Dawn Noble of Pure Heart Ministries. And you can go to www.pureheart.today to listen to this podcast again. And if you are interested in supporting this ministry, you can write and send your check to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. That's Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. Let me just say that praying for this ministry is ever so important to me. I cherish and value your prayers. And I certainly hope that you will believe enough in this ministry to help support us financially. And I just look forward so much to being with you again next week in this Advent season. So this is Don Noble signing off saying, Shalom, Shalom, peace be unto you.